your shoes and unbuckle your drawers. It's time for Cliff and Kendall. Hey, baby, baby, baby. Hey, Cliff. Hey, Jude. Jude, I think you're... I'm looking over at your side of the booth, Jude, and I think your plug has come unplugged because I see these sparks flying out of everything. So is all your plugs in the right plug holes over there, Jude? Hey, Jude. I think I got everything plugged correctly. Check your plugs. No, I don't mean your hair plugs. No, Kendall, we don't have hair plugs. Are you still hearing it? I think it's okay now. I think maybe there was a ghost in the booth from a few Halloweens a week ago. (gasps) (laughs) I just just realized I completely left my notes over there, Cliff. Kendall, you leave and get them right now because they're going to start hosing down this car coming through. All right? Oh, my God. All right, oh I'll, God. All right. I'll be right back. All right. right I'll tell seconds. the listeners. Listeners, we're at a car wash here on Fizzy 111. Wait, Charles, don't want to... No, those are his notes, Charles. And Mrs. Potter Butter Butter Churn and Mr. Snodbottom, you know, they decided to put on this car wash for charity. Uh. And it's for a good cause, as always. So, Charles, the contractor, and Crockpot, and Fonky, and Opie, they're all out washing uh, oh. cars, raising money... For Black Lives Matter and the FAACP, which is the Falkland Island version of the NAACP. Uh. And all proceeds go to them. And I have never seen them work harder. Mr. Snodbottom, I think he brought his own toothbrush to do the detailing on some of these tires. Because he is so focused on doing Uh. a great job. <laughs> We're belching for for charity Imagine, over here. Cliff. Remember on? Let me tell you, folks. If you missed this from the years ago, I'll fill you in. Rosie O'Donnell show many years ago, and I swear this is going somewhere, Kendall. Remember whatever you just said, in case I already forgot. <laughs> All right, but the Rosie O'Donnell show forgotten. many years ago. It was, of course, fabulous and an influence on my life. The way some people accept Christ as their Savior, I accepted the Rosie O'Donnell show as my personal Savior, and I don't regret it. But anyway, once upon a time, uh, oh, People Magazine—they put out a list of least kissable celebrities, and Rosie was on it. Can you believe it? How offensive <laughs> to all of us. Good thing we weren't celebrities back then. Or now. But anyway, Rosie was on there and she, of course, made a joke out of it and she said, can you believe these people at People Magazine? Say, and then she was talking like Regis and she said, uh, you know, <laughs> I, on this least kissable list. So anyway, she got a scope, maybe, to sponsor every time she kissed one of her guests, they gave a certain amount of money to charity and so it was the thing for like the whole season like she would just you know kiss them french style on on both cheeks Uh not french kissing on the cheeks but european kissing on the cheeks you know both cheeks (laughs) so she could rack up those charity dollars and all that is to say if any charities want to sponsor cliff and kendall and donate money for every time we belch then i say unto you You'll be giving oh, a lot of money away for a good cause, Kendall. Good cause. Good cause. Good cause. Except you as our new savior. Right. Dude, Kendall, that story was wonderful, and it took almost no time, and it really it, brought it, us it, back look, to the 90s. I'm, Cliff, I am as surprised as anybody that that story actually made it to the end and made sense <laughs> and completely like worked itself out. I was shocked. I was, I was trying to remember... What we were talking about in case you got off course. Kendall, don't ask me to remember small details about the Rosie O'Donnell show from 25 (laughs) years ago, or I will go on and on and on and on and on. Just like this show has for five or 10 or 15 minutes, however long it's been. We've been here at the car wash so long. It's sort of, it's, you know, it's clouding my memory as to when this show even started. Because we've been here and the line is stretching (laughs) around the block. (laughs) 
Excuse me. Cliff, and we haven't even spoken of what this show is about, I don't think, while I was gone getting my notes. No, I was pa- I was painting worms. a picture of the car wash and why we were there, all for the good cause and charity. Then we started talking about Rosie and Scope and their charity donations. And I hope that this is a good <laughs> sign for all of our listeners to turn it around and do good. <laughs> Be the change. You want to see in the world, listeners, come on and do it. But anyway, Kendra, what were you saying about worms or something? Well, thanks, court reporter, for the uh, the transcript of the last few minutes of the show. Well, now we're up to speed. We're talking about worms and weasels, Cliff. Worms and weasels. Oh! And no, I'm not talking about old white man. I'm talking about the animals, worms and weasels. Oh! Oh! Oot! Kendall, I think we have to start by talking about weasels to get them out of the way. I had no idea. They were so awful. What terrible creatures. I know. No wonder they, they have the name that they call people a weasel. No no wonder. I know. I call weasels God's mistake. God's mistake. Poor weasels. Poor Look, weasels, Kendall. They're, Dear they're God. a mammal of the genus Mustela of the family Mustadalia. The genus, uh, it includes at least weasels, polecats, stoats, ferrets, and minks. Members of this genus are small, active predators with long and slender bodies and short legs. Can you believe ferrets are predators too? Those little shits. Well, you know, predators in and of themselves can be fine, like the ones you know that go invisible in the movies. But these, oh, weasels, they have such cute faces, but they are bloodthirsty. They need to kill and eat half their body weight every day. Kendall, if we did that, we would be on death row by lunch. Cliff, we do eat half our body weight. We just don't have to kill for it. Oh, and I'm glad. I'm suddenly glad that we don't. Now, Cliff, even though they're awful little creatures, it is a cute name for what a group of weasels is called, and that's a boogle. A boogle. It's also known as a confusion, a gang, or a pack. Well, Kendall, I don't want to come upon a bugle of weasels anytime soon, because even on a full belly, this is like us, even on a full belly, a weasel will just <laughs> kill and kill and kill anything that looks like prey. And they'll put it up into their freezers at home, except we would just go ahead and eat it right then and there. They yeah, store it for later. I put it in my freezer. I'm calling my stomach my freezer. Stomach. They call the old freezer down there. I got I got a big old freezer. <laughs> you gotta call that a walk-in, Kendall. Ooh, ouch. Uh, ouch. Cliff, much like skunks, they put out some foul-smelling secretions from their anal glands. Ooh. <laughs> Poor weasels. Remember when you were saying that just a few minutes ago? And well, I mean, look, at they, they're born, all of a sudden they realize they got foul-smelling odor coming out of their anal glands. They have to eat half of their body weight in, in flesh every day. Wouldn't you feel bad for yourself? I do feel bad for myself <laughs> daily on the rig, Kendall. But, you know, right. the funniest thing about the weasel is that they do a war dance. Did you know this, Kendall? I didn't. What's what's what kind of war dance? Well, it's not the Macarena, Kendall. It's when they've got their prey covered, and they just start boogieing. They're twisting and hopping and <laughs> darting around, and they're confusing and maybe even hypnotizing their prey, Kendall. It's like they're doing a belly dance, a snake charming belly dance. <gasps> and you know the numbers of scientists that have come forward and said that they have witnessed. Weasels killing rabbits, not by slashing their throats, but by dancing so strangely that the rabbits literally died of fright after watching these dances. It's, Damn. It's uh, one of nature's perversions out there, and you were defending these animals moments ago. But anyway, the, a weasel also <laughs> well, sometimes... This is a Halloween creature, we'd love it. Well, Kendall, uh, let's move on from Halloween. It was weeks ago. I know our, our hearts are still there, and I've already put round. up Christmas lights here in the booth, but let's not talk about it. There's, uh, you know, sometimes I just want to say this before Kendall goes on another rampage about how great weasels are, that sometimes this is a good thing, okay? This is their one redeeming quality. 
You know, they do those dances, the terrifying ones that kill rabbits just by watching mm-hmm. them. But sometimes they do it by themselves when nobody's even there. So they just dance like nobody's watching. Kendall? <laughs> I want to dance, 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 dance like nobody's watching. I want to dance, 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 dance like nobody's watching. Well, see, and Cliff, when I go to eat food, like, late at night, I often dance while I'm eating. I'm just so excited that I'm eating more food. You ever do that? You're just, like, right in front of the refrigerator, dancing while you eat. No, but I often eat like nobody's watching. Oh. Well, I eat and dance like nobody's watching, so. I hope nobody's watching. If there's ghosts, if Santa's watching, because he's got his eye on me, if the Lord above is looking down, they're all just gross the hell out. Santa Claus is watching you. He's everywhere. He's everywhere. He's everywhere. Uh, exactly. The weasels from uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Now you look back and you're like, damn, those really were some evil things. Imagine if in the movie, this might have been written out. Maybe it was a deleted scene. The weasels just were dancing, dancing, and Roger <laughs> just, just that. died of fright <laughs> from the weasels dance. Well, and then they, they were, that was how the original story went. And then they're like, you know what? This is too dark. Maybe we should give Eddie Valiant the dance scene. And they die laughing. And they die. Well, Boom. It was. It's still, I still can never forgive those screenwriters for killing that shoe with the dip. It's not. I know. I'm not over it. All these I years later. Frying hell for that. Frying hell. More about weasels. You know, they only live to two or three years in the wild and up to 10 years in captivity. Oh, yeah, I think because it's just such a cutthroat existence out there in the wild. It's like well, the weasel remember? eat weasel world, Kendall. Well, and do you remember Polly Shore, the weasel? No, was that his nickname, the weasel? Well, I, th- I can't remember if he was called the weasel or he would say that all the time. He's like, weasel. Because I, I remember I saw him in L.A. at a stand-up comedy thing. And he was like, everybody's always asking me, say, do, do the weasel. And he's like, you know, that was like 20 years ago, man. I don't do that anymore. But oh. it's just so weird that he was the weasel. Or he said that all the time. Unfamiliar with that. I, I do know. Look it up. Weezy from the Jeffersons. Speaking of up, where we're moving on up. Moving uh. on up. Ow! Oh, <laughs> We really oh, need you out here washing cars, boys. We've, we've got a line of filthy vehicles stretching around the block. Oh, look how many oh. there are, dear. There's lots of work to be done. That's a lot. That is a lot. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's too bad. We, you know, we got the show going on right it now. and you know just that started. Takes first priority. Oh, Oh, no. oh, that, it does take first priority, dear. You, he, they're the right. <laughs> I suppose so, Sugarlump. <laughs> but we need to make sure your blouse doesn't get any wetter. <laughs> I don't want these people here <laughs> taking advantage and snapping photos of you in a wet oh, blouse, oh, Sugarlump. Oh, I hope not, dear. Kendall, can I borrow your eating bib, dear, to help keep the water off? Yeah, give her that big lobster uh, bib that you always wear. Oh, Kendall. yeah. Well, th- this is a, a plus-size one, so it'll cover all around you. Perfect. Oh, excellent. Do you have any extra bibs? I, I might need to put one over my waist. You know, my pants are already very, very wet. <laughs> Cliff, where's your eating bib? Oh, my bib, I accidentally, I tore right through it last night. You know, some Fruit Loops fell onto my chest, and I just ripped them right off, and it just big, oh. big hole, and just which defeats the purpose of a uh, bib if you've got a big hole in it. So oh, I, I tossed dear, it till I can get to the oh. bib store. Oh, goodness, dear, I could have sewed it for you. Well, next time, don't throw it away. Oh, no, my oh, my Uncle Pepperoni. <laughs> you know, he never, never threw away a bib in his life. He said they often become so soiled that they are once again clean. Oh, dear, I'm sorry to interrupt your story, Dr. Pepperoni, but, dear, we have to get over here. The cars are backing up like crazy. Oh, l- listen to that honking, boys. <laughs> Cliff and Kendall, we need you out here washing cars. It's yes, for a hurry good up cause. and join us. <laughs> hurry up and join us as soon as the show is over, dear. Oh, yes. It's also we're quite fun. Here. We're having Make a very sure good time. Park. Put it in park, dear. Put it in not neutral. Oh, my goodness. Oh, well, we better hurry up, Cliff, and finish this show. Uh, oh, look at that. <laughs> Crockpot, she's playfully spraying Charles the contractor in the face with the hose. (laughs) Get him on the back. He needs it. He needs a good bath. Oh, look. It's like a pool of brown water underneath him. She's washing him off. Yeah, I told you he needed it. 
Oh, there's a pool of brown under Mr. Snobbottom, too, but it's not water. Ooh. <laughs> hey, think... Crockpot, hit him next. <laughs> I think he was startled by one of those horns out there. You know, this is actually the best place for Mr. Snodbottom to work. Because there's drains on the floor everywhere. It's just, you just spray him off. Just spray him off and hose him down. Can't we help. should have opened a car wash instead of a butter and, and pottery store. Well, you know, maybe next. Well, we could be a chain. Mm. I love it. I love it. You know, speaking of chains, we're going to want to put a chain, weasel chain. in chains. Chain, chain, chain the weasel. Because chain of fools. Yeah. <laughs> have you seen the, these weasels? They go viral for riding on the backs of birds, on woodpeckers. <laughs> what? Yeah, have you not? Did you not see this? No. Yeah, it, there is a viral video. You can look it up at your leisure, listeners. Holy shit. Of a weasel. They've hitched a ride on the back of a woodpecker. But this is nothing new for these wacky weasels, Kendall, because they <laughs> always play this game called Weasel Roulette. Roulette. And they will attack a bird, something like an owl or a magpie or a woodpecker, and they will just glom onto it, and the roulette is, I don't know, will I let it fly me around? Will I kill it? Will I eat it? What's going to happen? And a British observer saw a buzzard swoop down, pick up a weasel from the ground, then fly off to its usual feeding perch. But within seconds, Kendall, within seconds, the buzzard's smooth flight turned into a struggle and it eventually fell to the ground this british observer ran to where the buzzard fell and saw the buzzard lying dead on the ground its underparts bloody and the weasel still gripping its breast with meshed teeth damn and i'm Looking at this picture now, Cliff, this is insane. Told ya. He's just hanging on for dear life. He's, Man. He probably ripped him to shreds the second they sat down. <gasps> what a what a crazy animal the weasel is, and I had no idea. <laughs> this is why we bring the information to our listeners. This is why. Now, Kendall, I don't know if you enjoyed that last story, but settle up for another. No, I didn't. You didn't. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Well, of course I did. Here's another chance. This one is, I think, by uh, the Brothers Grimm. Kendall, once upon a time, the people of Canada told stories of the (laughs) Wendigo. Have you ever heard of the Wendigo? No. No? Well... I've heard of the Winnebago. Well, look up the Wendigo. It's an enormous man-eating monster. Now, I don't want to confuse you. It was an enormous comma man-eating monster it was not an enormous man eating (laughs) monster that would come after us does that make sense yes we're too much it would look at us and think oh i'm not that hungry but according to legend the wendigo is cursed oh no with an insatiable hunger and eating does not satiate the beast instead with every meal much like cliff and kendall the monster grows in size and becomes even hungrier And the Wendigo stalks from village to village, devouring the inhabitants and wanderers along the road. And Kendall, in case you were wondering, uh uh-uh, no man can destroy this monster. But, 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 one day the Wendigo captured a traveler, just a random traveler, some rando off the street. And, oh, see, told you, it it described what the Wendigo looks like to our listeners. It looks terrible. Oh, he's like a, well, he's like, it looks like he's 20 feet tall from this picture. But he's got like exposed ribs and muscles underneath that you could see, and his hands hang all the way down to the ground. And he's like, he's got like a head of a deer, but it's like scary fangs and blood dripping all down. He's got antlers, but he walks like a like a bipedal human. It's terrifying. You heard it here first, listeners. You heard it here well, first. One day, that very creature that Kendall was describing captured a traveler, and he sends the terrified man out to find sticks for the fire that he's going to cook him on. Kendall, can you imagine the dignity loss of this man? And along the way, the man encounters a weasel and begs it desperately for help. (gasps) And the man returns to the monster with the weasel hidden in his clothing. And as they approach, 
The weasel rushes at the Wendigo, and yes, Skindle, climbs right up into his asshole. The Wendigo begins to look quite ill and soon falls down dead. You know why? Because the tiny, brave weasel has eaten his heart from within. The end. Are you telling me a weasel can take down pretty much anything, Cliff? Kendall, if you jump up its ass and eat its heart from the inside, you could take it down too. Well, I think if you ever need to get rid of somebody, hire a weasel. Hire a weasel. Why didn't they try that with King Kong when he was ravaging? They're, they're nature's uh, assassins. Nature's assassins. That's what I call them. <laughs> Gosh, what what all kind of crazy things I've learned about weasels already. But Cliff, it's time now. When I think to myself... What a, what a wonderful Cliff, I gotta shout it out. Shout it, shout it, shout, 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 shout it out. These are the things that I'm shouting about. Come on. I'm shouting to you. Come on. Come on. Kendall, it's, i got to just shout it out today. I've got to shout it out. Do you? I do. I do. I do. I do. i got plenty of things to shout out. All right. Who are you shouting out to first? Cliff, I'm shouting out to Ben and Jerry. Uh-oh. Because, you know, I just I had a rough week this last week because, I, you know, I just recently turned 39 and I'm so much closer to 40. And they're... Caramel chocolate cheesecake ice cream got me through it. I don't know if you've ever tried it. It was one of those things I went into the Fizzy 111 gas station. I was just like, I need ice cream. And they only had two flavors. And one was dark, dark chocolate, which you know I can't eat. And that the other one was this one. It was so good. So I'm shouting out to them. Shouting out. That's what you had all over your shirt that day. And I said, what's that stain? And you just looked the other way because you're so embarrassed. I have a lot of stains on my shirts, Cliff. I don't know where they all come from. <laughs> oh, then maybe that was a different stain. All right. <laughs> Sorry. Maybe you had good reason to look away. I don't know. All right. <laughs> I meant other food, jackass. Oh. Kendall, oh. Oh. I oh. want to shout out. Oh, my gosh. I couldn't even tell you about this last week on the show because you were so busy demanding that all of us salute you and talk about your favorite things. And I demand. All this, this, that, and the other. But... Right before Halloween, Halloween Eve, there was the online Hocus Pocus reunion as a benefit for the Bette Midler's New York Restoration Project. Yes, I forgot all about it. It was so great, Kendall. I cannot even begin to count the ways. It was like a done like a mockumentary, like it was they were uh, looking for like where the Sanderson sisters are now and. Uh huh. Yada yada, and uh, it was hosted by Elvira. Oh my God! So, did 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 Jesus say Cliff needs a reason to smile? <laughs> <laughs> Let's let Elvira host the Hocus Pocus reunion. Oh, I hope I can watch this somehow. Somehow, eventually, I'm sure you'll be able to somehow. Yeah. But anyway, it was hosted by Elvira, and it was you know it was done during in America. Apparently, they do not have the COVID coronavirus under control the way we do here on Fizzy 111. But because it was people like filmed from all different places and you could tell a lot of the celebrity cameos like obviously they you, they it was you wasn't hidden. They filmed it like on their phone, their cameos and stuff. Yeah. It, but it was just so cute. Just something wonderful in this wacko weasel-filled world that we're living uh. in. Oh god. And, you know, Jamie Lee Curtis was in it and it had, uh, you know, uh, Bette Midler. Uh, they were all, all the witches were there dressed as them. They were all together. And it was Bette Midler, you know, Winnie, she was looking. Oh, they were dressed as the witches? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they were all in oh character. Oh, yeah. I can't believe it. I love it. It was because it was done like the witches were real. It wasn't like, oh, my God. It wasn't like at all like, how was it making this movie? It was like... Cliff, you like, think you can finish the show without me? I'm going to go look it up. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I'll try to only encapsulate this for 10, 20 more minutes. But yeah. they had a... It was, but it was so wonderful. And it had... At bet she was walking, like, going door to door, like, looking for Sarah Jessica Parker. They couldn't find her. 
Yeah. And, you know, and so she would go and walk up and it was like somebody had, you know, photoshopped her over like Jamie Lee Curtis's door. And so, and then Jamie Lee Curtis would open the door and, and she would scream because she's Jamie Lee Curtis, scream queen. Yeah. And then they, like, it happened to other celebrities and stuff too. And they kept cutting back to Jamie Lee Curtis, like more screams from her. And it was great. <laughs> and uh, like all these other people did it. And then I don't know why I, this, the, what just sent me over the top. I don't know why. It was... When they finally found Sarah Jessica Parker, you know, they're like, oh, you're here. We, we, sisters, blah, blah, blah. And, but Sarah Jessica Parker was there. And suddenly she, <laughs> there was the Sarah Jessica Parker, like, Sex in the City voiceover. You know, uh-huh. and it was like, <laughs> I couldn't help but wonder. In this modern Halloween age, with such and such on a broom, you know. And, but what, <laughs> like, that was enough. But then I don't know why. It was hilarious to me. Because they did I, the thing I, I where... I feel like the only thing you could say next is Barbara Streisand came out and sang the ending. Like. <laughs> if only. But they uh, they sang I'll Put a Spell on You at the end. But, oh, uh, my God. If they, as Sarah Jessica Parker's voiceover was going, uh, they were doing the thing like... They were like looking around like, where's that voice coming from? <laughs> and to me, it was just the funniest thing I've ever seen. And I have to tell you, it was just so sweet and so wonderful... And at the end of it, during the credits, I just teared up that just something so sweet and wonderful could exist in the world again. That something good, something good, Kendall, we have to believe in the good things. Believe them. Believe. Uh, Cliff, you don't know how excited, I don't know why I'm so gassy. I you don't know how excited I am to go watch this. After the show, I've got to find it. I can't do any car washing after we finish the show. I've got to go straight to the computer. Uh, all right, Kendall. All right. Well, who are you shouting out to next? I'm shouting out to you for telling me about that, um, Cliff. And I'm also shouting out to everyone that voted here on Fizzy 111 to remove that ugly, dumb orange sculpture in the center of town. It was so awful. Ooh, it sounded like that. It kept making that noise. And they voted to put one of Mrs. Potter Butter Butter Turn in its place, and they're calling it the Apple of Our Eye. Isn't that wonderful? <laughs> it is wonderful. Good one, Kendall. And here's another that I would like to shout out to. These are the neighbors. You know, at the motel, back at the motel, you are on one side of my motel room, and the other people are different on the other side. And recently, it's been... People, you mean I'm not on the other side, too? When you sit around the motel, Kendall, you really <laughs> sit around the old motel. But no, yeah. Kendall, you're only on one side. On the other side, there's these new people that have come to stay this week. And I guess they're kind of hard of hearing because their TV's always really loud. But uh-huh. the other day, or this is actually... When was this? So, Kendall, uh, this was a few weeks ago. I was, you know, pre-Halloween mode, and I was watching... Halloween classic, copyright me now. This is what it will be referred to as in the future. Halloween classic, Donnie Darko, Jake Gyllenhaal classic. Oh, movie. I watched that too, yeah. And I was watching it. Isn't it just so great? So funny. So many it's funny good. parts. And oh, good. Perfect. Anyway, it's a perfect movie, folks. If you haven't seen it yet this week, look it up. Rent it again. But anyway, I was watching it, of course, as part of Halloween tradition. Millions of folks around the globe do the same. I guess I shouldn't be so surprised then that about an hour or two after I finished watching Donnie Darko, I was sitting in the motel room and I thought, well, I'll meditate for a moment on the true meaning of Halloween and the beauty of the universe and stuff like that. And I could hear from the neighbors the song that plays at the end of Donnie Darko, which is the (laughs) the Mad World song, right? Uh And I thought, oh, how funny. And I thought, are they just listening to this? Is it some other movie that has this? And so I listened to the end of the song. And I heard the dialogue from Donnie Darko right after it, which is where (laughs) Jenna Malone rides up on a bicycle to the little boy who's standing there on the street and says, what happened? And he says, my neighbor, yada, yada, yada. I don't want to give it away for the teens out there who need to go watch this Halloween classic right now. But anyway, I just was flab emphasis on the flab, flabbergasted that these neighbors of mine were watching exact same Halloween classic. Can you believe it? 
Maybe they heard the beginning of yours and they were like, oh, we should watch that. They're like, damn That's it. why it was just behind. <laughs> yeah, I just thought that was crazy and another sign of beautiful, wonderful things that are happening all around us. There you go. Not like what's happening over there with Charles, unfortunately, because it looks oh. like he's peeing on that car for some reason. No, Kendall, don't worry. He's not peeing on the car. He just has the handle of the hose coming out of the, the fly of his oh, pants real, for some reason. Real funny, Charles. Oh, God. Oh, now Mrs. Like, Butter 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 Charles, she's going over there with a big trash can lid to sh- shut him down. <laughs> Ooh, out. Oh. Okay. Uh, Cliff, I am... Uh, do you have, was that your shout out or mine? What, where are we at? What's happening? Kendall, I want to shout out to you for not ever knowing what's happening on the show. And I'm going to let you. <laughs> Just kidding, Kendall. This is a joke show. Jokes. You Time are. Time for more jokes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Cliff, I am shouting out to the Erotic Bakery in Busheltown. Because they sent me a boob cake for my birthday. Mm. And this time the boobs were bigger than my own. And I ate the whole thing. How did they pay for the postage? I don't know. Uh, They must have put together a GoFundMe account for me for my birthday. And took up money all over Busheltown to make it happen. It must have happened that way, Kendall. And I want to congratulate you. I got no genitalia in the mailia for my birthday well, i'm sure it was it's some, the old snail amelia it just takes a long time maybe it's still on its way sure is an oversight i'm sure there's a very stale ding dong somewhere out there with my name on it <laughs> there's always a stale ding dong out there cliff always always kindle a shout out to all the stale ding dongs all the <laughs> lovers the dreamers and, and we the... oh beautiful cliff beautiful I'm no longer shouting out. Oh, I'm no longer shouting to you. Because there was just too much shouting. I don't feel like we need to take it down or not. Oh, I got to take it down. I have to go over there to the vending machine and get me something to eat. Ooh, this vending machine? Good idea. All right, we'll be right back. All right. Earth is dead, so you might as well keep listening to Cliff and Kendall Coast to Coast. Hello, is this one nine seven six psych? I was in the dark until I called one nine seven six psych. Now I know my past, present, and my future. You can too. Call one nine seven six psych. And we're back. It's Cliff and Kindle time. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. But, 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 but. Kendall, those pretzels you ate are making you thirsty over there. Oh, they are. Oh, they're so dry. <clears throat> oh, your tongue when you stick it out looks like out like that. It looks like gray. I've never seen that before. Oh, I should drink some water, but I'm not going to. Hey, but- you could stick your head out the door, <laughs> let Charles the contractor spray you in the mouth. No. Ugh. All right, die of thirst then. Die of <laughs> thirst. There's no telling what he's done to the hose pipe. Um, um, now uh, we're uh, switching gears a little bit. We've talked all about weasels. Now we're moving, we're on. moving on up. Moving on up to worm. To the worm side. Cliff, did you ever dissect a worm in school? Oh, hell no. Well, I will I not go. Did. I had to. I had to dissect a, a frog and a worm. They were, they were already dead, thank God. It's not like... E.T. where they like killed the frogs in front of you. But we had to do both and it was so weird like when you dissect a worm and you see all the the, in, the organs inside it was weird. 
I got it all. Yuck! Endo, I'm grossed out already. Yuck! Well, we're only getting started. And I was thinking that worms were going to cheer us up because worms are so much better than weasels. Well, they are. They are for sure. And Cliff, before you even ask, I'm going to tell you my favorite worm memory. Okay, okay, okay. So, when I was in, like, elementary school, one of the teachers there, we read How to Eat Fried Worms. You remember that book? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, I'm sure you remember. Did you? I do. I do. Did you fry worms? No. But what he did was he would get onions and like grill onions and he would like coat them in something and like fry them or something. And he would bring them in every year and do this big thing where kids were eating fried worms. And it was like my favorite memory because they would come and and kids all thought they were worms. Like, oh, do you eat them? And I remember like I tried them and I was like, that tastes like an onion. I think that's an onion. But it, it was just so much fun every year. I loved it. So that was my favorite worm memory. When I think to myself, what a wonderful worm, worm memory. Kendall, did you know the good news about worms is they're all hermaphrodites? <laughs> That's the good news. They are animals with both male and female sex organs. So, as everybody was wondering, let's get to the bedroom with the worms. When the two worms fall in love and bang, both worms produce children. Did you know this, Kendall? I didn't. Well, now you do. The worms. Now I do. Of course, they get it on in a sort of a 69 fashion, according to this... <laughs> biology paper I'm reading over here. They exchange sperm with one another. Huh. <laughs> We've all done that. Much later, a cocoon <laughs> is then secreted by the clitellum band, which is visible near the front of the worm. Though this is roughly ring-shaped, it slides out <laughs> This is, sorry, this is getting gross. I'm seeing visions of, like, <laughs> alien in my head. As it's sliding out of the secreted ring, the worm deposits its eggs and the other worm's sperm into the ring. Then the ring seals itself once the worm is completely out. Eventually, the baby earthworm emerge, emerges fully developed and ready to go process some soil and be the staple of a lot of animals' diets. Because baby earthworms, mm-mm-mm, good eating if you are something like a weasel. Well, if they're fried, you're really into it. Fry them up. Cliff, the yeah. skin of a worm. Oh, God. It ex- exudes a lubricating fluid that makes moving through underground burrows easier and helps keep the skin moist. <laughs> One Australian species can even shoot fluid as far as 12 inches through skin pores. Wow. Isn't that crazy? Now, do you think because all the worms are hermaphrodite and they, are, like, they just have uh, asexual sex with each other all the time... That's why they get along so well. There's no animosity between uh, between each other, other worms. I don't know, Kendall. I think you're about to start some sort of 1980s comedy routine. Women be shopping and men be <laughs> flipping the channels. And I don't know what's going on, Kendall. How did you How did you know what my script said over here? <laughs> Kendall, here's what I want you to know. The other good news about earthworms. Not just that they get along so well because they're all so well lubricated and hermaphrodites, <laughs> earthworms are also able to regenerate most segments of their bodies, though this varies somewhat from species to species. And in 1972, Kendall, what that, what that year really taught us was that some species of earthworms are able to regenerate to the extent that you can grow two living worms from one bisected worm. However, this is not common among most earthworm species, so I don't want to see everybody out there trying to slice them up with some scissors because they want to double the earthworm population, okay? Don't do it. But it did happen back then, and I want you to know if you do slice up a worm, if you accidentally mow over one with the lawnmower, right? The side with the head is usually the side that will live. I can't believe that you that two worms grew into, or two halves of a worm grew into two worms. That's crazy. It can happen. Some species, Kendall, <laughs> the Lord works in disgusting ways. Life finds a way, Cliff. 
But now, you know, some earthworm species, they range in size from half an inch up to nearly 10 feet in the tropics. Can you believe that? Can you believe a 10-foot worm? <laughs> Would you just die if you came upon a 10-foot worm? I think I would freak out. I think it's pretty cool. I think I want to look it up. Oh, uh, I'd, I'd start dancing around like a damn weasel if I saw a 10-foot worm. Because <laughs> uh, you were going to eat the worm? No, because I wanted to hypnotize oh, scare it, it to, death. <laughs> to get the hell away from me. Ten foot worm. I don't want or one of those South African earthworms. They can be twenty two feet long. Kendall, the largest one ever found Ooh. so far was twenty two feet feet long, and it was found on just the side of the road, crawling along for twenty two feet in nineteen sixty seven. Mere years before they found out that if they just split that twenty-two foot long worm <laughs> in half, they'd have two eleven-foot worms. For heaven's sake, God, that's terrifying. Cliff, worms will become paralyzed if they're exposed to light for too long, just like us. Oh, <laughs> how sad to think of them in those chairs, moving around by blowing <laughs> through a tube. That is just awful. Oh, 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 did I hear you talking about heaven in in here? Or oh, did I mishear some things again? Uh, I, think, I don't. We were talking about other things, Mr. Uh Well, <laughs> I'm sure. Why would you speak of anything else other than heaven? <laughs> Praise the Lord, Sugarlump. <laughs> okay, well, I guess we can leave now if you're not speaking about the Lord, and we'll keep keep washing cars. Oh, but are, are you close to being finished? We sure could help with the waxing, dear. You see, it takes the both of us 20 minutes each car. Oh, well, we're, you know, we have a lot of worm facts still to go. And Lots. just a lot of a lot of segments. Actually, why don't you, you guys, just want you take a break in here. And we're about to do, you want to hear something weird? Do you want to hear something weird? Oh. Oh my goodness, but the, the cars are backing up so much, dear. I guess we can take a short break. <laughs> Only a short break. You know, Bowers, this entire car wash is for charity. Every second that we're not out there washing cars, it's like we're stealing from the very good cars. Well, well, we'll keep it brief and we'll keep it not too weird. How about that? Keep. I like it, Kendall, where we, we vow, <laughs> okay? We vow to that. That's a wonderful idea. <laughs> all right, let's get this going in here. All right, all right, all right. A man who came across a cryptic handwritten note and Polaroid of a clown in his house has been left spooked. He was just, can you believe this? He just found out of nowhere in the middle of redecorating his house a picture of a clown. And there was a note which read, Dear Megan, I hate you a lot at the moment, but I love you, which looked like it had been written by a child. But this didn't add up as the former tenants didn't have any children. And along with the note, they found a Polaroid of a man dressed in that creepy clown costume with a sad expression on his face. Wouldn't that creep you out? Oh, oh, I, don't, I don't believe that for one second. <laughs> oh, my. A clown. <laughs> of course not. Clowns, they are very busy people, Candlebower. They are trying to fit themselves into cars, and they are distracting rodeo bulls. <laughs> Why, they are far too busy for those kind of shenanigans. Yes, yes. quit clowning around, Kendall. <laughs> uh, exactly. I'm, I'm with you, Mrs. Potter, but I better train. Right. <laughs> Here's something else. Even weirder than that obviously fabricated clown story. When it comes to parenting, <laughs> it can be annoying. Tell me if this is true, Mrs. Butterbutterbutter Turn, Mr. Snobbottom. It's annoying. Oh, it's true. It's very annoying, dear. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> well, she's joking, boys. Oh, my. It's oh, a blessing course, from the Lord above. Of course, dear. There's nothing more wonderful in the world than being a parent. But, but, I bet it is annoying not just to be a parent, although I, why anybody would choose that for themselves, I can't imagine. But, anyway, it's annoying when you just keep buying stuff for the kids and then and it's broken two seconds later, right? Is that annoying? Is that annoying? Oh, Does that happen yes, to you? Dear, everything breaks so quickly. Oh, my. Why do I recall 
last Christmas morning, I said to Mrs. Butter Butter Butter, I said, why don't we go ahead and break all the children's toys and save them the trouble? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you did say that, dear, but I thought it would break their hearts, so we decided not to. <laughs> oh, yes, and really, I, I'm glad we didn't there, dear. <laughs> Me too. All right, well... Listen, I know you might have thought that weird news story was over, but it's not. One mother was recently <laughs> worried more. that her teenage sons were going to break their expensive new iPhones after they refused to stop taking them into the bathroom with them when they showered. She was so concerned that the phones would end up being dropped in the water that she decided to prevent this from happening by filling her shower with mobile phone holders that are meant for use in the car. And, Kendall, do you do this? You you can't get off the phone? Do you have it in the, the shower with you on a mobile phone hook? No, I was just thinking, like, why, why do you need to talk on the phone while you're in the shower? Why can't it, why can't it wait? Well, you know, this mom, she shared her life hack on Facebook, and she had some pretty unusual responses. She said, I went to my favorite shop, got some phone car holders, and that did the trick. My teenage boys are happier than ever. But people started commenting, saying, uh, what do you think that they are doing in the shower with their phones? And so, oh, and someone said, uh, you have just set up hands-free porn stations in your shower. I don't want to hear anything about a pornography station. Oh, oh, my. Shouldn't we get back to cleaning those cars? Well, just, just a second. Another person added, you know, that's a great way to make it easy for them to take nudie pictures of themselves, as all the teens do. They're probably uploading their wiener shots as we speak. Oh, goodness, why would anyone do that? Oh, whatever happened oh, to etiquette, dear? Oh, it's all gone, dear. It's all gone. It is gone, but, you know, some people thought it was wonderful. Some people thought it was ridiculous. And I think it was weird. Weird. <laughs> oh, oh but please. No, nothing more like that, candle boy. Oh, oh, no. Mine has nothing to do with pornography, Mr. Snodbottom. So the creepy room, as I like to call this next one, was a room that this woman found while she was cleaning out her house. And uh, she was cleaning out this cabinet, rather, and she noticed that it was easily movable. And she took a video, and when she started opening this uh, cabinet up, it's been viewed 3.4 million times. And she said, we bought this house a few months ago, when been slowly cleaning out the different cabinets and closets, and I was working on this one. And as you can see, the old lady that lived here saved everything, but I noticed but this moved, and I looked into it, and I can see there's a space back there. So uh, she filmed it because her kids told her she should, and she found this hidden space that was full of numerous dolls that people that were just left scarred, and there were bags of just doll heads everywhere. Could you could you imagine if you like opened up a cabinet and you just found all that crap in in a room in your house? Oh, I, I can imagine you, dear. Why you could make all of those dolls so beautiful again and give think them... of all the orphanages oh, that we could help. Yes, you're reading my mind, dear. Oh, maybe we should write them a letter of that story and see if they would like to give us the doll heads. Yes, right away. Oh, candle boy, who exactly owns these doll heads? Oh, I I have to look it up. I'll have to uh, see if the writers know. All right, Kendall, you follow up on that one. I just have one more weird news story for everybody. Guys, you know, Florida, that state back in America, it's like America's smegma-covered wiener. And the Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission, they said that officers were dispatched to find what? But a 10-foot Burmese python under the hood <laughs> of a car. I thought you were going to say worm. <laughs> no, it's only been a 22 foot earthworm, but <gasps> even maybe, maybe worse, a 10 foot python. <laughs> oh, goodness, a python in a car. Oh, Terrifying. I, I don't know why would anyone who put a python in their car. Oh, oh no. Dear, I'm so sorry. The the honking is becoming so loud, I can barely hear you. We, we must get out there and start helping with the cleaning. Oh, dear, Crockpot, she looks very overwhelmed. Oh, oh, coming, we're coming, Crockpot. Oh, we're coming, dear. 
<laughs> oh, I, I really feel bad watching them do such hard work, but we got the show to do. It is, kid. It's like we're stealing some charity, but I don't want to. Uh, we got to do the show, and then then we'll go and help. Okay. We will. I promise. It's gonna happen. Worms. 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 Can you tell me more about worms? The worms crawl in, then the worms crawl out. What was that song? You the remember worms that song? play I'm pinochle on your snout. Yeah, that one. They wrap you in a bloody sheet and sling you down about six feet. All goes well for about a week, and then the casket begins to leave. The worms crawl in, the worms crawl out, the worms play pinochle on your snout. That's the one. Cliff, the average lifespan of a worm is about two years. What? But they can what? live what? as long what? as eight what? years. Can you believe that? No. I never imagined that there were worms out there that could be eight years old. No. How awful. <laughs> they breathe through their skin and they have no lungs. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> what are these alien creatures? I think they were. They were like, an alien species landed here and dropped off all the worms. And they're like, for years, people are going to be like, uh, they got no lungs. They can like be cut in two and regenerate. Just weird. Listen, who are we to question the work of Mother Nature? We don't know why she does this weird, freaky shit, but she's into it, Kendall. She's into she's it. She's into it. Into it. Worms, J Rod. Worms. <laughs> oh, I'm looking for more things about worms. Well, I want to tell you. The earthworms, Kendall, did you even know they don't even have any eyes? Well, how do they see? Well, they I can... I guess you have to see in the dark. They can sense light, particularly on their front end, and they use this sense to make sure to avoid light as much as possible, because as you said, they can just dry up to a crisp if they're up on mm-hmm. the ground for too long. That's awful. It is awful, Kendall. That's one of the sadder worm facts. So, Cliff... The earthworm's digestive system. Oh, tell me. Tell us about it, Kendall. I know, I know you want to hear all about it. It's just a tube running straight from the mouth, located at the tip of the front end of the body, all the way to the rear of the body, where digestive material is passed to the outside. So, see, that's why we're so fat, because all the food we eat, it just gets absorbed, and we just get fatter and fatter. If we just had one tube that goes straight from our mouth to our butts, uh, and everything we eat would just go straight through us. Lord God, why did you not just make us tubes? Why didn't you just make us 22-foot earthworms? I wish I was a 22-foot earthworm. That's what that song, remember that old song, Sometimes I Feel Like a Motherless Child? This is uh, Sometimes I Feel Like a 22-Foot Earthworm. We all feel like that sometimes, Cliff, and that's something everyone should know. It's time for the game show that makes you feel dumb. Things you should know. Oh. And now, here are your 22-foot earthworm hosts. Oh, my God. You know, this world is a world full of 22-foot earthworms just beneath the surface. Out there somewhere in the sky, there's a weasel on the back of an eagle that's just ripping its throat out. And it's just, wow. Think of nature. It goes on around us all the time, everybody. All the time. Who knew Who knew doing a show about worms and weasels would open up so many crazy thoughts about nature? I assumed it would. That's why I pitched the idea in the meeting. Well, you were right. You were right. Kendall, this is something everybody should know. Who finally got top billing on Happy Days six years after its debut? Um, was that the Fonz? Ah, uh, when they said you're getting top billing, you said, "Hey, hey. it was Henry Winkler, the Fonz, the Winkster, the Winkster," as we call him in Hollywood. <laughs> Cliff, what uh, was is the astronomical term for the distance light travels in a vacuum in one year? Uh, JPEG. <laughs> No, Cliff, you're not very technical when it comes to JPEGs. It's a light year. A light year. Kendall, what Family Ties star turned down Playboy's offer of a nude photo layout? Ow! Was that my... <laughs> Sorry, my headphones, like, yanked some of my hair out. Uh-oh. I only have so, some, so little to start with. <laughs> yeah. Was that Michael J. Fox? Oh, Kendall, we all dream of a Playboy centerfold of Michael J. Fox back in the day, but no, Kendall, oddly... 
They did not think, let's do dudes now and do Michael J. Fox. They offered it to mom herself, Meredith Baxter Burney. And she said, uh, no. Oh, Playboy. Okay. That's where I went wrong. That's where you went wrong, Kendall. I'm sure that Playgirl did Michael J. Fox, but then he went back in time and changed it. You know that he did. Damn him that they had to settle for Skippy. But you know Columbo. Columbo, he discovered America. No, Columbo, the, oh. the detective with the cigar. What was Columbo's first name? Uh, I believe his first name was uh, Colonel. <laughs> no, not Colonel Columbo. It was Philip Columbo. Philip Columbo. Okay. Kendall, what bedrock resident named his pet dinosaur Hoppy? Uh, is that Barney? Barney! Barney Rubble. Yabba dabba Cliff. What's a warm puppy by Charles Schultz's reckoning? Happiness. Yes, happiness. Kendall, finally from me on my end over here. What talk show host fanned flames by producing a 1988 NBC special on Satanism? (gasps) Oh, is that Marilyn Manson? Oh, no. I don't know what Marilyn Manson was doing in 1988, but it wasn't that. It was... (laughs) (laughs) Hmm, could it be Geraldo Rivera? Oh, Geraldo. Oh, Geraldo, what won't you fan the flames of next? Not not much. Damn fan flamer. And Cliff, finally for me. Finally. What was Beaver Cleaver's first name? Theodore. That's the correct... <laughs> Alvin Simon Theodore. You can remember it like that because he oh, was named after one of the gods. Cliff, look at this one that I was about to ask you. What were Alvin oh. Simon and Theodore? Uh-oh. And the answer was chipmunks. Kendall, sometimes. But we ran out of time. It's so odd. Sometimes, like the Lord, I work in mysterious ways. I'll just answer your questions before you even have a chance. To <laughs> You're ask right, them. even when I don't ask you. <laughs> we know. Damn, damn, damn. We love you, Kendall. We love you. We know you're working on it, and you're doing better every day. Damn, damn, damn. (laughs) We love you, Kendall. We love you. We love you. You're in our hearts. You're in our thoughts and prayers. Did you say this fact about worms? I can't remember. I said that they're 22 feet long. They're hermaphrodites. No. (laughs) Because I find this fascinating. And even if you did say it, it's worth repeating. Um, Worms digest half their body weight on average each day. Oh, my God. We're so like the worm. <laughs> we just go through so much. And we and it sounds like that. Uh, I just wish I was a tube. Lord, make me a worm so I can dig far, far, far <laughs> Sliver, from sliver far, far away from here. There you go. Just let me lubricate the earth and I'll slide my 22-foot tube body through it. And it'll be great. It would be a lot easier to get through cracks as a tube uh, worm instead of our big fat bodies. Oh, man, if I were a tube worm. But then again, <laughs> no, just a worm. Oh, Kendall. I'd find a big hole to slither on into. Slither on, slither on, slither on, slither on. Be <laughs> like Cliff and Kendall, the worms, and slither, slither on. on. Slither on my wayward worm. There'll be peace when you have sex with another hermaphrodite worm. <laughs> oh, Cliff, this has been such a fun show about worms. Can't believe it took so many years to talk about worms. Kendall, I can only sense that in a few years we'll have to do another worm show because <laughs> there's just so Why much not? left about worms and weasels yet to cover. Yeah, we- but we only have so long, and we've got to get out there, Kendall. We've got to wash some of these cars. We've got to soap up. Look at that one. There's Ugh. a stretch limo over there. That's going to take forever. We've got to do it for $3. I was afraid you were going to say that we had to help. All right. Well, let's go do what we can, and we'll uh, see you here next week, listeners. We'll see you here next week. Kendall, you still, you're acting like it's still your birthday, like you don't have to help wash these cars to benefit Black Lives Matter and the FAACP. 
I mean, I want to help them, but I was hoping that for my birthday, uh, you know, extension, you guys were going to do it for me. No, Kendall, we have denied your birthday extension this <laughs> your year. Birthday claim has been denied. It's been. All denied. right. Well, let's get to work. All right. We're getting to work, everybody. We see you here next week. Not here. We won't be at the car wash. I'm, I'm glad you're helping. Come oh. on, here. This oh. not going to wash itself. Oh, oh, oh. Thanks for listening to Cliff and Kindle Coast to Coast. Binge listen to more episodes at cliffandkindle.podbean.com. Damn, 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 damn. Damn, 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 damn. What a There are worms that never mind.